hello, hello, hello. We are coming to you today and we are ready to talk about something that is true to our hearts. <laughs> what are we talking about, Rija? <laughs> oh my goodness. Good morning, everyone. Today we are talking about when corporate America isn't enough, is entrepreneurship for me. Mm. That's a mouthful right there. Oh, yeah, I'm ready to talk about it. Let's get into it, girl. All right. So let's talk about how when we were in school, Mm -hmm. the teacher told you to get an education. That's right. So that you can go to college. That's right. And then after you go to college, then you'll get a good job making, Mm -hmm. what, 50,000 to 60,000 time you come out? Time you come out. Okay. And then you'll start. You'll get a boss that loves what you do, mm-hmm. and they'll give you a corner office mm-hmm. with a nice view. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you'll just live the life of luxury. Yeah, and the problem with that is that it rarely happens to the majority of people. So let's talk about what really happened. Well, first of all, you know, parents as well, parents, teacher, the entire educational community are proponents of get as much education as you need, mm-hmm. you know. And nowadays they say a high school diploma is no longer relevant. You need right. that college degree. And even in recent years, they say a college degree, a bachelor's, is no longer re- relevant. You need to get a master's. And so they're pushing and promoting the college track, the college career track. Mm-hmm. And you have, unfortunately, many individuals who are working in corporate America with college degrees, not in their field of choice, but something they had to get to pay back student loans, something to pay the bills, whatever. But it's not what they're passionate about. They're just, you know, in a rut and they're just going every day, day in and day out, just doing a job, fulfilling somebody else's dream in corporate America. Basically. And, you know, you didn't have, I didn't really have, um, from my guidance counselor in high school, asked the question, what are you passionate about? What is it that you want to do in life? You know, and Lord, Lord knows if it was outside of the realm of college, Mm -hmm. it was just like shunned upon. You know what I mean? And so there were times where, you know, you had individuals who were interested in trades and they were promoting that for a good, you know, season or so, but then that kind of fell off. Mm -hmm. And then now they just went back to college, 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 college. Right. And I remember when I first graduated from high school um, and went to college, I didn't know Mm -hmm. what I wanted to major in. They didn't have anything in place for us to really figure out what our passion was. So I focused on what degree can I get that will help me to make the most money? Yes, right. So... I started off because at that time, electronics and computer technology was huge. Mm -hmm. So I decided to pursue a degree in that area. Mm -hmm. Well, before I knew it, the economy went down. Mm -hmm. Big companies like Nortel, Networks, IBM started shipping everything overseas. That's correct. And I was stuck with a degree that I couldn't do anything with. Mm -hmm. So me being the smart person that I was, I went back to school and I said, okay, I'll get an MBA. Yeah. Went, got the MBA, Mm -hmm. and I'd be doggone if that Enron didn't happen. Yeah. And the market just went down. Businesses went down. And so here I was 
two degrees in. Yeah. $80,000 worth of college loans. Right. And no job. And so, you know, I was mad. Yeah. I was mad because I did Mm. what they told me to do. That's right. Without the fruit of it. The fruit of it. Oh, my gosh. And that is just such an unfortunate reality where Mm -hmm. you have a lot of people um, who have college degrees and they're just trying to make ends meet. Basically. You know, now, unless you are in and I think there's been a resurgence in the IT field nowadays, you know, and and uh, whether you're a computer engineer, a programmer, an analyst, those type of careers um, have taken off and it's easy. You can go to school now and come out you know, making $60,000 a year with the bachelor's, Mm -hmm. you know, up to $100,000 a year with the master's, but everybody is not IT inclined. You know, that's not everybody's passion. And so if you're not in that field or even in the medical field, you know, I mean, you're doing good just to come out making $50,000 a year. You may have spent even more than that in student loans. And so my experience has been, you know, something similar. And I'm like you, I share the frustration of I did everything right or I did what they told me to do. Mm -hmm. You know, I went to school, I got good grades, I went to college, you know, I even went to graduate school and I'm just barely making it or I'm I'm doing okay, but if it wasn't for these student loans, I would be doing great. You know, but at the end of the day, when I take a step back and I'm looking at my work schedule, my nine to five, I'm just and I'm just going through the motions and those things that I'm most passionate about were pushed to the side and it wasn't by choice you know it was this is is what I do this Mm -hmm. is what culture says this is what society says and you can do your dream on the side you can do and fulfill your passion on the side and for a while that was okay but then there came a point in time where that was no longer fulfilling Mm -hmm. so true and I think about too how when we do get these jobs um the forefront of our mind or at the forefront of our mind is survival yes um many people have bills that they need to pay yeah so they can't think about oh i want to fulfill a dream they have to think about oh i need to feed my kids that's right oh i need to pay these utility bills before they go off and so a lot of us are doing what we have to do in order to meet whatever need we have at that time. And I think about uh, the jobs that we take in Mm -hmm. order just to survive. I remember when I first um, started working, I worked at a customer service center. It was not anything I was passionate about, Mm -hmm. but it was something I felt I had to do in order to pay the bills. And so here I was hating every minute of it tired of doing it there was no way for me to move up yeah and I felt stuck and I feel like a lot of people in corporate America feel Mm. stuck yeah they feel like they have to stay because they don't have any other options and the the other thing is if um, there are some options that are available around the corner sometimes if they've been in corporate America for such a long time they're accustomed to the salary the steady pay mm-hmm. and they don't want to take a risk to do something else that may may not come with a steady paycheck a weekly bi-weekly or monthly paycheck mm-hmm. you know um, but it, it kind of runs into what we were talking about last week as well in, in terms of some of the stressors and the tension that people often 
to encounter in the workplace. Mm -hmm. And if you combine all of that together, poor leadership, unfulfilled dreams, you know, just trying to make it, pay the bills, make ends meet, there's a lot going on when people leave their house and enter their respective places of work. Mm -hmm. And tell us about, you know, what happened to you, I think it was last week, and you said you heard the lyrics. You know, we grew up listening to, well, I grew up listening to a couple of songs from Dolly Parton. I wasn't a big country girl (laughs) fan, you know. Yes, you were. um, (laughs) But, um... But yeah, you know, you heard the song. If nothing else, you heard the song or I heard my parents listen to the song Working 9 to 5. And tell us a little bit about that experience. Yeah, so here it is, y'all. I'm going to the chiropractor. Um, I got in a car accident and I'm sitting there trying to do these crazy exercises that they have us doing. And Dolly Parton comes on the radio and it's her old song Working 9 to 5. Now, I've heard this song plenty of times but never really listened to the words. And man, I'm going to tell you, as I was sitting there listening to the lyrics, I said, this woman was really she speaking. She on something really good. I'm <laughs> trying to tell really you. She was really speaking about <laughs> the struggle of yes. working in corporate America. That's right. And I think so many of us are experiencing that today. I mean, like, I really could identify mm-hmm. with everything that she said. And so I just thought maybe it would be good if we could just break down the lyrics because yeah. I don't know if you were like me and you were just, you know, singing to the tune and yeah. or bopping to the tune and... Had didn't no really idea. Look, listen to the lyrics. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so let's just break that down. You have the lyrics, Risha? I do. So let's take the first verse. It says, tumble out of bed. And let, let me preface this, but I'm not going to sing it, y'all. Okay? I'm just going <laughs> to read the words. I thought you were going to sing no, it for No, I'm us. not going to sing it for you. I'm going to spare our audience from, uh, from that. So tumble out of bed, and I stumble to the kitchen, pour myself a cup of ambition, and yawn and stretch and try to come to life, jump in the shower, and the blood starts pumping out on the street the traffic starts jumping the folks like me on the job from nine to five that right there is that's it that's a mouthful you know because there's no passion to get up you're just fighting just to get up and get yourself dressed in the morning and when I think about it too okay let's the nine to five is it's leaving out a lunch break it's leaving out a lunch break did y'all ever think about that (laughs) I know I didn't. Okay, so when she said nine to five, I was like, dog, so you ain't getting no lunch break. <laughs> you're getting up, you're pushing for, you know, to get to this job and you don't really want to be there. You don't want to be there. And I've heard countless people say that when they're doing what makes them most happy, when they're passionate and they're working in their field of choice or they're pursuing their dreams, you know, outside of just normal fatigue, there's a certain energy that gets them up and pumping in the morning. Mm-hmm. They're not dragging. And it sounds like she's dragging just yeah. to, to get herself ready, you know, to be out and in place. Like she said, they mm-hmm. want me on the job. Folks like me there, nine to five. So mm. she's trying to get there on time. You yeah. know, fighting through traffic. I mean, we we can go down a list of things that just can deter us. You know, we hadn't even made it into the office exactly. yet. Exactly. So the, the chorus says, working nine to five, what a way to make a living, barely getting by. Mm. It's all taken and no given. They just use your mind and they never give you credit. It's enough to drive you crazy if you let it. My God. Nine to five for service and devotion. I'm not, I'm not even at church. <laughs> you would think I would deserve a fat promotion. 
want to move ahead, but the boss won't seem to let me. Mm. I swear sometimes that man is out to get me. Woo! Come on now. Come on. <laughs> Dolly knew what she was talking yeah, about. She did. You know, she, she was hitting you. on something. I mean, but she was really keeping it real. Yes. I mean, can you imagine they're using you? Mm. Getting all that they can out of you, mm-hmm. but never allowing you to go up. Never allowing you to go up. Never really giving you credit for your intellectual uh, properties and what you are contributing to the workplace. And the sad part about it is they will let you go in a heartbeat, yes. in a blink of an eye, yes. and keep it moving. Well, and I think that's why a lot of people are not devoted or as devoted to their um, careers as they used to be. Mm-hmm. I remember back in the day when baby boomers would stay on a job for, yes. you know, until they retired. Right. And they were faithful. They were yes. committed to that job. But now we have come to a, a place where jobs are no longer loyal. Mm-hmm. And employees are like, well, if you're going to treat me any kind of way mm-hmm. and I can, I never know when you may get rid of me. That's right. Then... Why should I be loyal? You know, I think the the weights are stacked up now. You know, it's it's like an unjust weight. There's right. just, you know, something is out of balance here. Basically. And the corporate America system seems to be winning. Whereas Average Americans, middle class Americans, you know, they're getting the short end of the stick Mm -hmm. and they're just being depleted. They're burnt out. They're exhibiting all these type of things because they're really not fulfilling their dreams. Exactly. Uh, But, you know, the sad thing about it is not everyone can afford to. What do you mean? Fulfill their dreams. Okay, so you have some people that they really are living from paycheck to paycheck. Right. And they know, okay, I have to stay here. Yeah. It's almost like slavery. Come on. It it really is. And I mean, now I mean no harm to those that love your your job and and love what you do and want to stay in corporate America. But there are a, a large amount of people that feel like they are sort of trapped and consider themselves basically enslaved to mm-hmm. the job mm-hmm. and they feel like okay if I try to leave then I'm not going to be able to make it yeah. so I need to stay so that I can continue to bring money in to take care of things right and I think the fear is you know if I leave I may fail yes yes you know, and so it makes me think about, you know, I know on um, social media, you hear a lot of people talking about going after your dream, mm-hmm. quitting your nine to five and doing what it is that yeah. uh, you are passionate about. Right. And there have been some people that have tried to do it. But I think there's some people out there that are still afraid to make that step. Yeah, it's definitely a step of faith. Um, And I think that if anyone is considering leaving corporate America, they should definitely have a plan in place, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, And sometimes that plan is you start where you are. Don't despise small beginnings. You know, start where you are, you know, get your business plan together, work it on the side until it comes to a point where the demand for your services or the products that you're offering and even the pay is equal to or it surpasses what you're getting on your corporate job. Mm -hmm. But I definitely think that people should not 
shy away from the risk. I think there are a lot of advantages to becoming an entrepreneur. Um, I think that if corporate America no longer fits into your 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 scheme of life, your scope of your vision for where you want your life to go, if you want a lifestyle change, you know, if you're passionate about learning something new, you know, just go for it. But have a plan in place. You know, mm-hmm. don't don't just go rogue. But you know, have a plan in place. But then you do have some that, you know, they don't have the time to put a plan in place. I think about myself, um, you know, I was in a job Mm -hmm. and then the next thing I know, they were telling me I no longer had a job. Yeah. So there really wasn't a lot of time to put anything in place. Yeah. So I think about those that are sort of pushed into the whole entrepreneurship and I think, what you will find there really is no cookie cutter way to start entrepreneurship that's true I think everyone has different situations everyone has different things that push them into that situation Mm -hmm. um but it the ideal situation would be to you know make sure you have the money saved yeah uh make sure that you have that plan in place and um business plan and all of that good stuff but for those that don't mm-hmm. have that in place I think the difference is or what what can help individuals who are not in that ideal situation mm-hmm. is the mindset That's like if you have the audacity to bounce back from unfortunate circumstances or life circumstances if you have the audacity to take control of your destiny and just go forward with full full speed ahead, then I think you're at a great place because at the end of the day, it's all about how you see yourself. And if you are determined to do it, you know, I don't think anything can stop you, you know, if you have that that determination. And I think this is a good segue into uh, bringing a guest on to talk about his own experience um, in terms of becoming an entrepreneur, having to bounce back or, you know, just getting that mindset to go ahead and start a business. And so we have today as a very special guest, Mr. Kenneth Branson of Mastermind Productions. And so right now we're going to welcome Ken uh, to the podcast. Welcome, Ken. Thank you. It is a pleasure to be on with you ladies today. Awesome. We're glad to have you. So you've been here in the studio with us. You've listened to us talk about corporate America, you know, Mm -hmm. when it gets frustrated, when it's not working, Mm -hmm. just when you want something new or you want to change in your life or you want something more Mm -hmm. for yourself, or for your family. Um, Tell us a little bit about your experience and how entrepreneurship, you know, became an idea or a vision for you. Oh, my God. So should we dive into the questions or what? However you want to flow, if you want to give the audience a little background information about your your story. Oh, man, I don't think we got enough time for that today. (laughs) Um, Because uh, that's an amazing story. Um, It's an underdog story. Mm. Um, But it's not an underdog story in a way that I was born that way. Mm -hmm. I actually created Mm. Um, you know, my mama always said, if you make your bed hard, you got to sleep in it. Right. Oh, so I was good. one of those that made a hard bed. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so my story is a little different from, um, you know, most, mm-hmm. but I'm still super excited about, you know, the way it turned out, the way it's turning out. So you okay. were, you were someone like Crystal was saying that didn't have that ideal business plan off to the side. That's correct. Okay. Well, how, how did you get started? Um, so, 
man supply and demand okay right um back in 2007 my pastor was like um i want you to come to a workshop um i was doing some audio visual ministry stuff at the church um and somebody was coming to do some training um he pretty much was like come down to the training i came to the training learn how to edit videos and pretty much took the the video ministry at the church to a new level okay um enhance what they was already doing um, from there, he released me to go help other churches build their mm. video ministry. Um, and that's when the weddings came along. That's when sports action photography came along. Oh, that's when the money started flowing. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but it wasn't until, you know, I followed the vision that, you know, he had set for for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, see, I like what you said, too, because you actually were doing what you're now getting paid to do yeah. for free. Absolutely. That's how it started for you. Absolutely. And I think, you know, I just want to throw this out there for everyone. That could be the way that you identify yeah. what may work for you as an entrepreneur. Right. Find something that you would be willing to do for free. Mm hmm. And then find a way to make money. Yeah, doing 100%. it. I agree. Mm-hmm. Oh, hard. I think one of my, my most favorite questions is, um, if you had, if you can go in your backyard and dig up, you know, however much money you need, and you had unlimited time, what would you spend the rest of your life doing? Hmm. Um, and that's kind of like a passion question. Yeah. Um, and it, it starts a conversation that will that can possibly lead to passion. Sometimes. People, whether they're entertaining multi-level marketing as a as a pathway to entrepreneurship, um, or if they're trying to get something up off the ground on their own, they have the idea that it's going to come easy. Like working for myself, you know, <laughs> I got a flexible schedule. <laughs> I can do what I want, when I want, how I want. I don't yes. have to answer anybody. Tell us about that. Oh man, make it plain. This is, so this is pretty much the the, the benefits and. Uh, you know the pros and cons of entrepreneurship right um man there's some advantages out there and there's some disadvantages um I, one of them that, that really stands out to me one of the advantages is uh what we already alluded to was doing what will make you happy okay right um so uh, a lot of people while they're working full-time jobs whatever they do um start to do something on the side uh-huh. right um it, it's normally a um an outlet um, something that gives them a chance to get away from the the regular nuances of life. Okay. And when they find out that they can actually make an income from it, um, it turns into it can turn into entrepreneurship. Okay. All right. So that's one of the advantages. The second biggest advantage is flexibility. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if you got <laughs> kids out there, you know yes. how hard it is to get them on the bus, get up every day, get them home, do homework. Um, if they do extracurricular activities, football, cheerleading, I mean, you name it. So then you got stuff during the week, you got stuff on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Um, that flexibility is definitely there um, for entrepreneurship as well. Another thing uh, um, that falls under the flexibility is the hours of operation. You can definitely set your own hours. Right. Um, and also, you don't have to go report to a same physical location every day. Ah, okay. Um, so doing what makes you happy and flexibility. Um, the third and fourth thing is unlimited income opportunity and unlimited growth opportunity. Hmm. Um, so oftentimes when we are working a job, I mean, you know, our salary is a salary. Right. Um, mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it ain't 
uh, overtime opportunities available. So we got to make do with what we got. But if you have your own business or you are taking part in entrepreneurship, Uh um, you got unlimited growth opportunity. You set your own prices. You can make as much money you want. You can get up and make money when you want to. Uh, You can go to bed when you want to. Um, You can have as many clients as you want to. Um, You can go nationwide. You can stay in your state, your city. Um, international borders I mean it's unlimited growth opportunities as Mm -hmm. entrepreneur but talk to us about the cons because that's what I really want to hear about (laughs) you have people on Facebook that are just blowing up this whole entrepreneurship thing they make it look glamorous they really do but Mm -hmm. they don't talk about the struggle and I think what happens is when people jump out which I was one of those Uh jumped out into entrepreneurship And it just sort of hit me like a brick, you know, because I didn't know Mm -hmm. what to expect. So talk to us about the cons. If you are a type A personality, Mm -hmm. uh, you're going to have to have some type of plan when you hop out there um, as an entrepreneur. And I think y'all talked about that earlier. Um, No steady paycheck. Mm. Yeah. Oof. Huh? That's, that's real. What hurt. That's real. That's, that's real. what hurt. Yeah. And that's big. <laughs> yes. Right? Because type A personality, right? You want to pay your bills on time. Right. That's right. Not a day late. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to pay it in full. Yep. None of this. Let me put a little bit here. Uh, <laughs> put a little bit there. No. You don't want to do that. <laughs> that's um, right. So it's, I mean, there is no steady paycheck. Would you say that's the biggest con? I can't say because I think it it varies from person to person. Okay. Um, but no steady paycheck. Mm. Like you just gotta let that thing sit for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. All right. So when you don't have a steady paycheck, that means, and you got kids. That means uh, we gonna eat today. <laughs> right right yeah. we laughing but it's, it's real talk the light's gonna get cut off this morning right 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 uh can i get can i can i put some gas in my car to get to the gig mm-hmm. to make the money yes oh i've Talk been there. about it huh <laughs> yes. um like i mean i can go on and on about the woes of not having a steady paycheck yeah all right let's go on to health benefits mm. right when you got that good job you got dental yeah you got medical you got vision you got vision <laughs> You know, you got that good 401k retirement plan. Like, you don't have none of that in this world. Yeah. Like, none. So what you're saying is you have to budget for that as well. If you even get it. If you can even afford health care. Like, a lot of people don't understand when you got health care benefits through your job, you're getting a discount. That's right. Right? So uh, I remember... Um, matter of fact, this happened to me last year where I was getting a, I was getting the, um, what you call that? Obamacare. Yeah. The Obamacare, Mm -hmm. right. The affordable healthcare act. And I submitted my income and they like, uh, oh, you made too much money. So we not giving you this subsidy anymore. Mm -hmm. Took my whole subsidy away. Mm. My insurance shot up from myself from $105 to $793 per month. Wow. That's real. And that's just you by yourself. That's me by myself. Wow. $7.93 a month. Mm -mm. Wow. But for the same exact plan I had. Yeah. Right? Getting a little subsidy. Right. Um, So that's equivalent to what, um, the the numbers ain't exactly equivalent to what the discount that you get from your employer. Mm -hmm. But you get a discount for health benefits. Why? Because uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield will come to, uh, let's say, 
corporation XYZ and say, all right, you got a thousand employees. Oh, yeah. we good. We're going to give you this rate. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Um, so they you get a discount. Yeah. Whereas when you just uh, Joe Blow entrepreneur, they don't they you don't, yeah. just a single huh? person. Huh. Wow. None. None. That's the reality. Exactly. That, that's the real. And I mean, I think that that's. Um, thank you so much for sharing that because it brings things in perspective. Yes. So it's not to deter anyone from going after their goals, but our desire is to just you know give you the tools that you need and all the resources so that you can make a wise decision exactly. and know what you're going to face when you get out there. Exactly. Yeah. And I love it too because. You know, also you see people going on these vacations because now you have the time. You don't have to get approval to take vacation. That's right. You can go when you want to. Mm -hmm. However, if you don't have that steady paycheck, you may have all the time in the world. Yeah. But will you have the money to go on that vacation? And I think, you know, it's just reality check for us that you really have to weigh this thing out Mm -hmm. and say is this for me is this for me is this going to work for my family now it's different if you're single Mm -hmm. versus if you're married because if you're single you know you don't have someone else there to help you with those bills or to help support you however if you're married Mm -hmm. um you do have you you often see one person is entrepreneur the other still keeps their nine to five right and so they still have that cushion in there Mm -hmm. but then at the same time you also have to make sure that you have a spouse that's willing to support you that's correct in that business because there are times when they will not and feelings of resentment Mm -hmm. feelings of uh, frustration may creep in because they feel like they're carrying the weight Mm -hmm. of that burden so you know when you are thinking about entrepreneurship versus staying in corporate definitely need to weigh that as well because I know as a single person I didn't have anyone to help me so if I fail I fail by myself right yeah I had no one to look to so there were times when I was at the food pantry Mm -hmm. where I had to you know rely on um handouts from others and I'm going to tell you it's a humbling yes humbling yes experience because I was never that person that really wanted someone else to help me mm-hmm. I felt like I could help others yeah. but didn't know how to receive help mm-hmm. so I want to just say you know sometimes the things that we allow ourselves to get in is mm-hmm. For us to just realize who we are and yeah. what we can handle. Yeah. And I think that's a good point. Um, you know, like yourself, when I ventured down the path of entrepreneurship, um, you know, I did have a, a support system in place, but I think that can be um, a deterrent as well because you can get comfortable in that zone. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I wasn't as hungry for it. You know, I didn't have that grind all day, all the time like I needed to. And it was like, okay, well, I'm chilling. I I got a couple of clients. I'm good to go. You know, however, if I was single or if I did not have that support system, I wouldn't have been able to have that type of mindset and still be successful in my business. And so I think that 
having the determination to go ahead and to do it, to pursue your dreams, but also recognizing the responsibility that you have to yourself. You know, this is something that you say that you want to pursue, then you have to be dedicated and willing to work. Like Ken said, okay, I can set my own hours, but that may mean that instead of sitting down binge watching Netflix, that I have to, you know, cut the TV off and just work from eight o'clock in the afternoon to two o'clock in the morning to get some work done. Mm -hmm. You know, that's another reality. Wouldn't you say so, Ken? If you don't put no work in, you ain't going to get nothing out. That's Um, right. It's like a bank account, right? If you don't make Mm -hmm. any deposits, you definitely can't make any withdrawals. Mm. Um, I would say, you know, um, Chrissy said it best. And in regards to entrepreneurship, you have to be the you have to uh, be the best you, right? You have to yes. do what works for you. Um, everybody can't be a number one, right? Everybody mm-hmm. is not designed to to launch and run a business. Um, um, you might be a good number two. You might be a good support person, yeah. right? So if you are a good number two, all you need to do is attach yourself to somebody who's running a business and, and be a heck of a support person. Mm-hmm. And I promise you um, that teamwork will make the dream work. All That's right. Good. That's really good. Hats off to you, Kim Branson. I think you've learned some things. <laughs> How long have you been in business? We celebrated 10 years last December. That's awesome. awesome. 10 years. Awesome. Yep. Only three years of uh, full time though. Um, but hey, Nevertheless, it's been a 10-year journey, Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it gets better every day. Well, let me ask this, too, because, you know, like uh, Risha Risha D. has said, um, you know, it's not going to take off immediately. So for your business, when did you really start to see things take off? Mm, That's a good question. (laughs) Um, I never seen them take off. Um, I remember... Back when I was doing sports action photography, I would sit on a gym floor and take pictures of youth playing basketball, making them look larger than life. Mm. I would sit there for 33 to 36 hours a weekend and only leave with three hundred dollars. Wow. Wow. So if you do the math, I mean, that's only a little bit of money. Yeah. Right. So that's literally like a week's worth of work right there and only walk with three hundred dollars. My mindset was if I can make three hundred dollars, I can make three thousand dollars. So I didn't know how I was going to get to three thousand. But I just kept telling myself if I can make three hundred, I can make three thousand. And then it eventually evolved into making a lot of money. But, you know, the reason why I ask is because, you know, with entrepreneurship, you have to be willing to put in the time. Yes. And sometimes it may take, you know, a year or two years. There are some people I've heard some success stories, you know, and they said, oh, you know, in three months, you know, I was making $10,000 a month. Yeah. You know, we've all seen those Facebook mm-hmm, ads where it's mm-hmm. like, you know, show me, let me show you how to make $10,000 a month. Um, but then, you know, the other thought is, well, you're on Facebook trying to get me to pay you so that right. you can continue to bring this money in. Could that be how you're making this $10,000 a month? Absolutely. And a lot of people are falling for that. Yeah. But I think if you do the work, like Ken said, do the work, um, you know, make sure that your mindset is right, then put in the time. Yeah. Put in the time and you have to be willing to take a loss sometimes as well Absolutely. Yes. and not feel like just because it didn't take off the way I thought it did doesn't mean that it's not supposed to happen. I love it. I think that's key. Uh, doing the work like no matter if you do the work right now 
or you do the work 10 years from now, the work still has to be done. In addition to doing the work, your mindset has has to change. Like you can no longer have an employee mindset. Oh. Uh, you know, you mm-hmm. can no longer have a, oh, I don't feel like going to work today yes. mindset mm-hmm. or, oh, I'm going to do this tomorrow mindset. Um, you cannot have it as an entrepreneur. I mean, there are times where I'm sleepy. And I'm like, I can't even go to sleep right now because mm. I got work to do just to keep the pipeline full. So mm. definitely putting the work in and changing your mindset along the way. Um, uh, and to speak to the uh, the mentality of the getting rich quick, like, yeah, just forget about it. Yeah. Yeah. Please. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Forget about it. Like, just please forget about it. If you <laughs> get rich quick, you're going to lose it quick. Mm. But that's wow, real. That's really good. That's really good. That is real. Because, you know, again, it goes back to how much work are you putting into it, you know? And it may be a little different, um, but the principle, I think, is the same. When I'm using mama's money, I don't value mama's money as much. But when I have to get out there and start making my own money yes. and count my own pennies and put my own nickels and dimes together to get some gas in my car, then I value it that much more, mm. you know? So that is an excellent point to put out. You know, if you get it quick, cr- uh, quick you're gonna lose it just as quickly mm, wow good stuff good it stuff it really is and I mean I hope that this is making everyone think about you know what works best for you because like we said you know there's no cookie cutter way of doing this yeah um but I will say if you are really thinking about entrepreneurship start surrounding yourself with other like-minded people yeah because Risha D and I, we have started working together. We worked together when we were in corporate America Mm -hmm. and we corporate America (laughs) and we discovered that we just jail. Yeah. And when I now that we're doing this thing and whatever it's going to blow up to be. Um, I find that we push each other. Yes. There are days that, that I really don't feel like doing anything. Mm-hmm. And she's calling me and she's like, well, have you had a chance to work on this today? <laughs> <laughs> have you thought about this today? Right, right. And quite honestly, if I was in this by myself, mm-hmm. no, yeah. I would not have thought about yeah. this today. Yeah. But having those people around you that can help you to just stay focused yeah. and to keep your eye on the prize is going to be critical to yeah. you going to the next level in your business. So it sounds like um, accountability partners yes. as well as a support system because their exactly. support system can just cheer you on from afar. That's true. You know what I mean? It's like, you got it, girl. Go ahead. You can do it. Let me know if you need anything. And they're at a distance. They're at arm's length away. Mm-hmm. But if you have an accountability partner, they're going to be up in your face, up, yes. and cl- up close and personal. And like you said, holding you accountable to the things that you said Mm -hmm. that you were going to do so it's almost like they're prophesying back to you because you're telling them your vision and like okay let's check on this vision did you do this did you do that do you need help with this okay well if you need help with this have you reached out to the individuals Mm -hmm. that can help you you know Mm -hmm. so I think it's important to have a balance of all of these things I think we've talked about mindset We've talked about being realistic about what you're going up against, having a vision, you know, Mm -hmm. of your own, um, having a support system and having an accountability partner. I think all of those are necessary ingredients that can really help you as you are asking yourself the question, is entrepreneurship for me? Mm -hmm. So even if you're in corporate America right now, we just want to close by saying this. If you are fed up and you feel like enough is enough, then take the time to figure out what your next steps are going to be. Be methodical about those steps and then do it. 
Yeah. Because you don't want to get into your business and say, oh, I'm fed up with this. Enough right. is enough. You know, you want to change. Exactly. So you have to be the change you want to see in the world. Amen. I'm going to say amen to that. You're going to say amen? Amen. amen. Do we need to pass the plate? <laughs> Collect the offering? I feel like there's some money that needs All to be right. paid. <laughs> but this has been great. This is the second edition of yes. Fed Up When Enough Is Enough. I love where we're headed. And I hope that you're enjoying listening. Until next time. See you next week. <laughs>